Mala! Yak Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am super happy to give you a narration about how the show began and about how, you know, so far it was kind of starting a little bit naggy, but I was thinking that perhaps as I invited the other gentlemen on, then then it would start to get a little bit better. You know, I, we'd we get some macho, we'd get a little bit of a little bit of toy. Anyways, I'm joined by my friends, and I have I have Jack Hall. I am the toy. You are the toy. Uh, <laughs> anybody else want to do some some Please, narration? I won't be for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> James Cotta. I I couldn't remember if I was if I had chosen this movie, so I'm, I was afraid of that you might be bringing Webs. <laughs> Webs, yes, yes, uh, yes, and and we have Nick Boxer. Does that mean you're our cedar? Plastic, plastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not completely. Sure. I think plastic's bad. For but those uh, of you as confused as me, yeah. I think somebody better explain this movie right away. Oh <laughs> God! Oh God! Is... Well, so the movie that we are talking about and referencing is America 3000, and I know we're all like jazzed and prezzy to be talking about it, but uh, this is part of our season 16, if you can believe it canon fodder episode so we got some canon movies and here is america 3000 and even more so here is nick boxer to explain america 3000 uh, could somebody explain it to me first <laughs> no because <laughs> i only if, watched it twice if really if ever there was a film that literally explains itself it is america 3000 <laughs> all right repeat the voiceover yeah. Oh boy, oh boy, just that narration alone, yes. <laughs> okay, we're in the far future in Denver. Um and there's been a nuclear war. It's post apocalyptic. And uh females and ma- males have sort of taken different tracks. The females have formed their own tribe and the males have sort of dispersed and are doing the hunter gatherer like barely surviving thing the women sort of capture them for slaves occasionally there's a whole system a class system they have for slaves that gets very confusing very quickly but anyway two males are captured from the wild bunch of poogs which is what they call males and uh, they almost immediately escape and then they decide to form their own tribe in the wasteland. And, uh, you know, they're sur- surviving, but their leader, I believe his name is Corvus, uh, finds a book. And this book supposedly is very important, but it really only spells out three-letter words so he can sort of read. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but the movie makes it very clear it's important. Um. Then there's some internal strife within the women's tribe and the men start to gain some sort of power and they get the sense that, you know, a man is a valuable thing rather than a slave. So the the slave tribe keeps raiding and trying to free other males to join their tribe. I think that's what's going on. And then the male tribe also finds a presidential bunker and there's this convoluted plan that 
they're going to somehow tap into the mythology the women have created to uh, gain some sort of relevance. It gets very confusing. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what happens in this movie. I would suggest that you don't have all of it right, but at the same time, I, I'm not interested in correcting you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of nonsense in this movie. It's it's almost I, like it wasn't particularly well like it's it's weird because I actually think that the concept itself probably was interesting. The execution was you know a little bit more haphazard. Well, it wasn't until is we got into the presidential bunker that I realized, oh, they're doing a Cold War parable of some sort. But you have to spend spend so much time trying to understand what they're saying because there's so much gibberish mixed into every sentence in this film that it gets it's impossible and to... you mean that literally like when oh, we were yeah. talking at the beginning when they were doing you guys picked up a lot more of the the slang that was created for this film than i did and knew what it meant apparently because i just found it thrown into every sentence and confusing me i'm going what what the hell is he actually saying like it almost I, I, became a whole other language. I, I pulled a quote because I, I thought it was a good example of uh, of like how the writing of this and and it it's this is actually almost as hard to understand as as caveman that had no language in it <laughs> because they use so many uh, slang of their world slang of the year three thousand. Uh, Neggy gruff nuking frawls gets us nothing but nuked frawls, but we burn their food shelts. Free the machos, for all starve. That's a real. That's a real line. Oh, oh, oh for sure. And, the, and, <laughs> and I believe that was the plan. Was yeah. That, that was the plan that was of the... the whole movie explained in that really confusing <laughs> sentence. Oh yeah, I mean it, that's the thing. Like, like I applaud the the work that went into the movie as far as like creating the script, creating this language, creating like essentially this mythos. It's just, unfortunately it's really hard to watch because of the way they're talking. And it's just kind of like, you just at a certain point, I think you either like they're talking so fast that it's all, and it is like they're speaking in another language. So you just kind of zone out. I did have I I uh, I don't know if there's a, a great deal of trivia about this film. Uh, there is I, not a great deal of trivia about this film. <laughs> I was I was very because uh, the film has uh, what we we're joking about is that there's the film has a narrative, a narration track to it that is really overwhelming. It's like it's it's like a film noir kind of. <laughs> well, I think that was that they watch, they definitely watch it and went nobody's going to understand this. Yeah, that's like I I had wondered if they blade runnered it. Like that's cuz that's that's why the original blade runner has a narr- like the theatrical of blade runner has a narration track cuz the producers at the studio did not think people could understand the story. So well, they, they put in right, the but still still the early film. That. Um not with that, not with that narration. It isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did wonder, like, is that is that what happened to this movie? That you know that they had gone this like that's not group. among the trivia. Among the yeah. trivia is things like things like the lead actress almost walked out with uh, two with two days to go because she hadn't been paid in three weeks. Things like that. 
like, you know, nothing really of major detail. You know, the best trivia piece is uh, there's a character, in the, an actress in this. I think her name's Karen Barrett. One of the uh, she's like the second lead. Karen Shepard. And uh, yeah, Karen Shepard. Thank you. Uh, no, but I, I was could have sworn it was it was Barrett, something Barrett. Either, either way, the, there was a quote that said in the trivia that said, "This is jo- Pope John Paul's uh, the second sec- favorite movie of hers." Was the, the quote, <laughs> <laughs> which makes you wonder why I'm even paying attention to these trivia things at all, because clearly people can just screw with them and put in whatever they want. Yeah, because I am sure that that you know Pope John Paul loved himself some America Three Thousand. Oh yeah, it's his favorite of all her movies, of all and her she movies. had been in like six. It was his favorite. <laughs> I swear to God, that's on the IMDb page. <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's a good lesson in how it's a lot easier to add things than subtract them from IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's funny stuff. Uh, it's... Oh, that's awesome. Ready to go to scoring? <laughs> I might just be. I don't. I. I honestly. Oh, wait. Don't. First, what did this film teach you? Oh, lots. Quite a lot. Uh, I learned that you can go from being almost nonverbal to being able to make uh, complex uh, sentences and uh, and thought structure uh, based on a children's book that only has three letter words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, you can learn from like symbols that should mean nothing to you. Um, you know, it'd be like learning Greek from like three letter words in Greek. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. I I learned that uh batteries still work after about a thousand years. I am so glad you mentioned that. That was the <laughs> big problem I had with this movie and I, I was afraid to mention it. <laughs> I mean, they we... find a lot of stuff that requires batteries and they seem to all work. I mean, they got flashlights, they got a boombox, and I assume the boombox has a cassette in it and isn't playing the radio. <laughs> Unless they're doing one of those M. Night Shyamalan things and like oh, this is the only valley where this has happened and everything else is proceeding normally. <laughs> and I mean, and we haven't even talked about Arg the Awful, one of the creatures oh. of the of the oh, wasteland yeah. part that was before. Oh God. Mark the awful may be my favorite part of the movie. Well, sure. Because he's the, like, and that's maybe that's but he's the also problem. the most out of place thing. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is because he's the comic <laughs> relief. He's the funny part of this movie, which mm-hmm. makes you feel like this is supposed to be a comedy, but then the it's, way that the everybody, a general... that the film is the general rule. It doesn't take itself seriously. Well, no, but, the problem is, is that the it's it's like with the actors like Lorreen Land and Chuck Wagner. I mean, like I felt like they were like, especially with the language that was in it, I felt like they were really trying to kind of take it seriously. But the problem was, I didn't think it was a good comedy in that regard because <laughs> it felt like it was taking itself too seriously at times, and yet then it didn't. So I kind of felt like I was in the middle the whole time. Yeah, one of those films that couldn't quite find its tone. It, it it didn't seem to kind of jump one way or the other, which usually means that partway through filming they changed their mind. You know, they yeah, started it, making a serious movie and then needed to go comedy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are scenes in this movie that you know 
you you almost get a character that's comic relief, and they meant then they mention almost immediately they cut off his balls. Uh, I didn't think that character ever was going to be comic relief. That is the toy that we were referencing earlier. Yeah, they do that with all their toys. Uh, not yeah. not to mention the funniest character in this, other than Argo the awful, was the what they refer to as the half femme, I believe. Um, who has a harem of little boys, so he's not good. The toy keeper? Was was that what yeah. he was? Yeah. I'm like, he was the toy keeper. Yeah, he was the toy the, keeper. The movie, we watched, the movie we watched was called America 3000. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Nick, can you confirm that that is what you and he saw? Yes, please? that's what I saw. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, you didn't okay. think the toy was going to be funny, though? I thought he was. Uh, no, I, I, I thought, no, yeah, I never I, thought that I, at all. I, I thought they were going to do something funny with him. And, and instead, really they bad. made him the sweet character, like the, the character that like everybody kind of was just like, we, it's okay, we, you can be okay. You can, you can be a real, a real man here. I, I couldn't figure out, like, in the internal logic of the film, <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out how much they knew. Because it felt like it can't have been that long since the apocalypse. Mm. Uh, you know, their, 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 their procreation system hardly seemed uh, – their procreation system hardly seemed sustainable. Well, that's for sure. That they, that, that <laughs> the cedars had to give the 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 – Femme, whatever the hell they were called, um, they had to give them um, only women, and that it sounded like they killed the the way they talked about it. it sounded like they killed the boy children in this case, but of course that would completely that. that would completely make their system untenable. <laughs> you yeah, know, they did say that. So, but the, but then again, there's also all the men that are running around that are. The, those are the plugs or whatever they're running around yeah. in, the, in, in the wild, right? That aren't as. I'm like, where did they all come from then? Who's who was seeding with them? Yeah, so yeah, if you're if you're killing all of the men, which you know, fair enough. Um, where where are the stray men coming from? <laughs> like that's that's why I felt like it couldn't have been that long, but um, you know, well, maybe the, maybe they don't kill them. Maybe they just do like the three hundred thing and throw them off a cliff, and if they live, they live. <laughs> and then there's also the point of the of the fact that these are two ultimately really small compounds but at the very near the very beginning when the the mother um of the of the amazon whatever the hell they're called when the mother dies and hands it to Lorreen landon's character well f- there's like a visitation from another one of the one of the like female compounds so who knows how many of these there are but apparently are they all waiting for the prezi i don't know (laughs) yeah like that's the thing is the the there does seem to be some kind of loose uh association between these different cities like they call this frisco and another time say it's denver so i was (laughs) really definitely supposed to be in colorado yeah yeah yeah, they they call it Frisco though, and she, and she was from. Where was the other one from? Uh, they they tell you where she's visiting mm. from. I can't remember where it was. I, I, 
I, I missed it. Uh, I was... Not a, not vital. Um, no. no, clearly. <laughs> Let's but say yeah, Seattle. Like just, yeah. I mean, I, I get the... I mean, it's it's in fairness, it's the same problem the planet of the apes have for has for it doesn't doesn't mm. really make sense how much they kept if they don't know the humans existed at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I actually found the the words they kept were able to keep were strange. Like they they lost the word queen or leader, but they kept the word Tierra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. How the <laughs> fuck does that happen? <laughs> and and uh and the women are called fraus so i mean you've you've lost all of that you kept one german word german word yeah exactly <laughs> you know like one does oh oh of course of course i mean we we you know english is great because it's a combination of all the languages that's <laughs> right it's a, it's a melt it's a it's a it's a complex it's a melting pot it's a menagerie it's a <laughs> all right <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out what plugots meant actually i got it like every other word seemed to make sense to me except for plugots yeah <laughs> I, I actually tried looking up like men and, and anything with plu in it and yeah. nothing i think it was a made-up word that would make sense because you know why All right, not. Now let's get to scoring. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. In our search for the ultimate B movies, we rate each film in five categories. None of these categories is objective quality. The first category we use is called schlock appeal, and we start with Stan. I will give this movie a four for Arg the Awful. And, uh, and, and the rest of it, well, I'm sure there was schluck in there. It was uh, it was very hard to watch because of the talking. <laughs> yeah, that's that that that's not a rating system we've ever used before. Yeah, no, but but that, in this case, in this case, if I'd muted the movie, I may have enjoyed it more. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it one more than you. I'm gonna go with a five. Just on, I mean, the title is schlock. I mean, it's all there. American 3000. I was ready for a ride for the first little while until I kind of figured out <laughs> I am not going to understand any words said in this movie. Um, I, so four, five, and I got a six. <laughs> because I think there's a lot of schlock here. It, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's kind of slow paced and boring, but there's a lot of schlock here. And, and I was going to score it a five, but it gets a plus one for the incredibly schlocky poster that comes with it. Yeah, that's that, that poster is a it's a very poster. canon poster. Like yeah, a, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, that's the this would it promises so much more than the movie delivers. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that this one did not end up in my uh, my VHS renting pile one day in 1986 because <laughs> it does uh, it does really uh, it is one of those movies that the poster uh, definitely overpromises. Uh, I'm only going to go with a four, though. Uh, more heart than budget. Uh, and this is the game we're we play. supposed with to go ja- with seven. Uh, Jack, Jack and I play a game where I say uh, I saw a budget of two million. And uh, <laughs> I did not see a budget on this one. 
<laughs> All right. Two million it is. Two million. 19, well, 1986. Two million is what Wikipedia says. And, uh, and so ultimately, if this movie was made for two million dollars, like, see, originally I may have gone with a six. <laughs> but now, because I find out that they actually spent millions, like two million dollars to make this, I'm going to have to go with a three. Um, I'll go with four. The script alone that somebody, you know, sort of designed this language and like that, but you can tell all the actors know they signed contracts and couldn't get out of them after the third day of shooting. So, yeah. I, I, I think a four seems fair, and I don't care to explain why. Four. <laughs> I, I am... Uh... I'm the outlier here with a one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I think we've had films before where I thought that the performers, uh, that we thought the performers were not bringing their A game. Um, I felt watching parts of this that they were angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was two years before Chuck Wagner discovers steroids. Because if you see him in Sisterhood, dude, it's massive. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. What the fuck moments? Well, you know, I knew that I was in for something when uh, when right off the bat it said, and the world was Wagos. And and it did say crazy, crazy behind, that, behind that. And I think the problem was is that they went on to use the word Wagos several times, not all of which actually would have meant crazy. <laughs> um... One of the things I noticed really early on in this movie was they may not have had much, but they did have hairspray because all of those women had really <laughs> teased hair. Certainly, Lorraine Landon did. Um, when uh, when when uh, Corvus finds the presidential bunker, it was really handy that the laser weapons, which barely got used, came with a manual that he was, of course, able to read from the book that explained that he was a man. It was it was all pictures. The manual yes. it was insane. <laughs> yes, um, there's there's a point where where the the women just before they're going into battle were all taking a potion, and I and I thought I almost got excited because I thought, is this just like Asterix? Are they gonna get like stronger because they've got some sort of magic potion? That would have been far more exciting. The um the it was cute the seeing the Rolling Stones farewell tour eighty nine sign stuck on there it was just kind of like whatever somebody had sitting around, and and I and I noticed in the credits that a gentleman named Michael Boxer worked on the film. Nick, is that any relation? No. Ah, <laughs> uh, so the Rolling Stones have been. For 30 years trying to retire, you're telling me? <laughs> yes, they, they, they've been trying to retire. And, and in the year 3000, I wouldn't be surprised if they were seeding. So, well, so if there's one person we know is going to survive a nuclear bomb, no problem. It's Keith Richards. <laughs> Keith Richards, for sure, yes. Uh, uh, even, even with this, like the problem was, it was just, it was even with ARG, <laughs> it was still just too few and too far between. So I'll give it a five. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of, I guess would, would be WTFs in this movie, but on a whole, this movie doesn't even know what it, it wants to be. So it's easy to explain. This is just a where, where, where the weird 
thing going on, and I I couldn't figure out like why the big monster creature is there or why have we have sort of Neanderthal characters in there. Um, if there was a like a through line, I think I could you know sort out what doesn't belong in this movie. But as it is, it all sort of belongs. With the exception, the, the one thing that I found absolutely fascinating at the end is the end sequence where, you know, you got the leader guy and the leader girl standing apart from each other, and then they start to kiss, like, we forgive each other after this big war, and everyone just sort of stands, stands there and watches them for a really long time. I thought they were it was going to go into porno mode for the second there. <laughs> that uh, might have helped. It might have. It, it really felt weird. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not going to go totally high because I don't know what this what they were trying for. Was it a comedy? Was it a draw a thoughtful thing? I don't know. So I'm only going to go with a six. See the. A good WTF, you see it and immediately you start laughing because it's just so incredible. And this movie has a lot of WTFs, but not a single one that made me laugh. Like he's sitting there and he gets this book and he goes, he has a picture of a man and he figures out he's a man because he looks at the letters and goes, man. And I'm like, if you've never been taught to read, the, that symbol that looks like an M would not sound like an M. It would, for all you know, it could sound like, you know, like it, it's it, it's a nothing. And and it's things like that. It's like it, this movie is chock full of them, but they're kind of like plot holes and they're not so terribly entertaining. So I'm going to stick with a five. I, uh, yeah, I mean the, the the decision to have so much weird slang and future speak uh, is probably the craziest thing about this movie. Uh, the uh, uh, the 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 weird third act of you know, that they find the bunker where the president had been uh, is just a strange direction for the whole story to take. Uh, it is it is uh, I've seen I've watched enough of those Netflix documentaries about uh, prisons to know <laughs> that uh, there's some stuff that doesn't happen in this film that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And maybe the next time we get to a woman in prison, we can we can point that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not different in the dudes in prison shows either. Though. Uh, only a four for me. Uh, I think most of the moments are what the huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, the, they're what more the head huh? scratchers than anything. Yeah, WTHs. Yeah. Uh, actually, everything in this movie that seemed a little bit off. I had the question, is this important that I know it? <laughs> I, I'd almost be willing to say no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there were several times that I went, oh, are we veering off in a different direction here? Not usually, no. No. Uh, <laughs> only a four for me. Uh, memorable moments. Honestly, um, I think that I'll probably have a vague recollection of Negi and stuff like that. Like, I, I may remember the language and the annoyance of the language, but I know for a fact that if you ask me in a year, like, hey, so what did you think of America 3000? It'll be like, 
sounds like something I watched. Was that the one with the gun? You know, it's it's just like anything like that is such a such a generic title. I can pretty much guarantee that I won't remember it, so I'm going to go with a two. Yeah, I think two is the right score. Um, I know, yeah, a year from now, I'm going to know there was a post-adoptive film that had some weird language in it, but I couldn't pick it out of the lineup. Yeah, this film really suffers from the fact that it had a PG-13 rating. I think they, you know, like it, it could have, if it had been rated R, maybe we would have had some moments that, that were more memorable. But as it is, I mean, the Prezi suit, I'll probably, I think I'll remember that because it's like an astronaut suit that for no reason is gold. And I don't get that. But shiny gold too. <laughs> shiny gold. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll remember that. But when you say to me, you'll say America 3000, I'll go, huh? And you'll say the one with the weird language, and I'll go, oh, I will remember when you say the weird language. But until then, I won't. So I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the title is going to harm my ability to keep track of it because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am going to think of uh, – uh, What was the one with the gun again? Equalizer Tec- 2000. See, I'm already <laughs> getting confused. Yeah, and I was going to say Texas 2020, so – yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Texas Gladiators 2020 or whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. It's Were those not. different movies or was that the same title for the same uh, alternate title? Uh, they were two separate. Movies. There's and, uh, and that's the thing. There's no shortage of 2000, 3000. You know, I, I, I may be a 2000 man, but, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's I'm a 60 minute man. Let's make it. That was the 60 second man. I uh, let's make it two suppressed. <laughs> uh, crazy concept. I'm I'll I'll give this a six, not because of the concept is crazy, but I feel I, I actually want to give a little bit of credit for the fact that that I feel like the concept that he did have was like, could have really been interesting. And I appreciate the work that, that the director and writer actually did on it. It's just the like I just couldn't take the execution, but I want to give him a little bit of credit. So six. Um. Yeah. If if somebody had explained this movie to me before I tried to watch it, I would have gone, "Yeah, that sounds really interesting," and I haven't seen anything like that. And I'd be excited to watch it. Um. Unfortunately, um, I have watched it, and it was a bad idea. Um, but the concept's really crazy. I'll go with the seven. Um, hmm. see, this is tough because like, there's so many of these, you know, nuclear war fallout movies that occur in, around this era. I mean, there's just a, a trillion of them, it seems, but this one does take, take the, the concept that we've seen a million times or a trillion in this case, and, uh, literally does, throw some different twists into it. So I think it deserves some credit for this. I'll, I'll also give it a six. And I'm just noticing how this is a movie that is not divisive. We really are within <laughs> each other's scores pretty tightly. Yeah. There's not a, not a lot of variation coming out of this one. Uh, and yeah, I think, I, I think, uh, like I said, I, I suspect that they had started making this movie without that narration track because the narration track also doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, from a from a from a from a inside the movie logic is like because it's one of the main characters telling the story of the movie, but 
he doesn't use any of the slang that he uses throughout the film. In the, in he uses happening. he uses a bit, and the, and then the problem is is that it's an omniscient narrator, so he knows things that he was never there for. Yeah, he does that thing where he's like, yeah. He's, uh, I presume he's told. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, if I was, I was thinking of looking at it close enough to figure out whether he was whether there was an opportunity for him to be told some of the stuff, like things that happen from characters that die. Um, <laughs> but then it was it wasn't worth the trouble. Um, <laughs> but again, uh, a little bit of credit just for it's, swinging for the fences. Uh, then, six. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, six. Give your score. Six. Then you can go. Uh, no, I was just going to say with the narration, it also created an odd sexual tension between the narrator and the hero. <laughs> I thought, okay, I think I thought it you. was going to veer off there for a while. There were a direction. No, I, I think that there were. I don't know if I would have put that, but uh, I think that there were some. There were some very odd moments in the narration. There's a bit where. Uh, the the main guy is gonna head off on his little adventure where he ends up finding the the, the president's uh, bunker, and the narration tracks uh, Ellie, and he says like you know if anything happens to me you're in charge, and the narration track is secretly I was hoping that something would, like well that feels like something you should follow up on, <laughs> and then they don't. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that is never important. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sort Lord. of remember that. Sort of. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to a lackluster 42 out of 100, <sighs> tying it with New Year's Evil, right behind Race with the Devil. Much, And, and I would rather watch New Year's <laughs> Evil again. <laughs> I would rather watch New Year's Evil, yeah. I, I challenge you to tell me what Race with the Devil is. Race with was the that Devil. One where... That was the one with it was Peter where... Fonda. Yeah, yeah, Peter Fonda. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, the in the, the uh, in the RV. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd, watch I'd rather watch that over this. I'd watch either one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only one point ahead of 2020 Texas Gladiators, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I remember some of that one, but not much. Again, it, it's I remember the title. I have a vague recollection of the beginning, but that's about it. This is half of our show nowadays. Is these, like these things happen. Uh, what do I remember? <laughs> but uh, all right, let's let us say that that our final final review is these things happen. Yes. All right. So let's let's do some business. All right. Uh, we are on Patreon at Cult Film Showdown, uh, where you can support our efforts to find the ultimate B-movies. And uh, uh, we're also on Instagram, and we're on YouTube, and uh, you can subscribe on pretty much any podcast app. Uh, and uh, we are sponsored by wetalkpodcast.com, uh, the home of the Octagon, where you can check out our whole record of every movie we've done, uh, and they have a Facebook and they have a Twitter. Ah, oh, so great. It's so great that they have a Facebook and a Twitter. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, they have a lot more shows than just this one. That That is that is very true. Good on them. Good on them, I say. But, uh, okay, so our season 16 cannon fodder carries on next with Enter the Ninja, a little Franco Nero Shokusugi action. So I hope that we get more out of that than we did out of this but, uh, I mean, the problem is I'm sure we're not going to score it on the title alone because Enter the Ninja, well, that's kind of throwaway too. But uh, anyways, 
unless anybody has anything else to say or to add, then I think we should move on to Enter the Ninja. Anybody? Anybody? All right. Good. Good, good, good. Excellent. So, for Jim, and for Jack, and for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. It is 900 years after the Great Nuke, and the roles of women have changed dramatically. Much to the displeasure of men and mutants, for it's a new kind of war being fought, with a certain kick to it. America 3000. Meet Corvus. He's a scholar. He's a spy. He's a man who falls back into the 20th century and lands the most important job in America. Mr. President. The president! Me for president. Meet Vina, the virginal queen of the Thunder Warriors. It is up to Corvus and Vina to bring a little civilization back into the world. What's it, man? Feel. I'm a man. Corvus and Vina. Oh, my. Two lovebirds out to prove that love is the only thing worth nuking for. What a day. America 3000, an outrageous post-nuke adventure.